All right, everybody, welcome to Imperfect Allies. I'm Richie. I'm Chris. And uh, it's been a minute, man. It's good to see you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, it just feels like we haven't done uh, a podcast together sitting down like this in a while. Yeah, this really since the summer, middle of the summer. Uh, I know you and I talked about it on the show, but like I've had once the world sort of started back into opening up, it's we've we've really had a hard time balancing all of it. Uh, not only the show, but like life in general, and you know relationships and comedy and that's <laughs> so, a lot. <laughs> so, so I think that uh, you know I think after the last few months, I think we have a pretty good schedule started, and um, we're going to be recording every other week, uh, and those live recordings will be available to our patrons. Um, excited to have them join us on the show and just, you know, chat with us as we go through. And, and even if you want to pop in and talk to us, I'm down with that. We can always bring in and just, just chat about a particular issue. So, um, that's a, I, I don't know. That's pretty, I think it's pretty cool that we can do that pretty easily. So, uh, so Chris, so what are, what do you, what have you been up to? We'll start with you, man. What's, what's that? Oh man. Um, you know, always scheming, um, <laughs> trying to make, make the come up as fast as possible. Um, so yeah, just working with comedy, um, definitely in the last few weeks, I had a comedy competition called the world series of comedy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's a, it's a opportunity to get work. The winners get booked weeks across mm -hmm. the country. And, um, at someone who is about to hit their two year mark being in a competition like this is uh, pretty hard to do. Um, at this early stage, but I was able to yeah. be invited and be selected in the top 100. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, walked away with uh, a L, which that, you know, for yeah. my pride, that, that hurts. Sure. Um, uh, mainly because I had a really good scheme set up, man. It was it was taking me to the top. Mm. And uh, I, I, I fumbled the ball at the one-yard line, which is the, the worst thing that can happen because the, the game plan was good. Coach drew it up right. <laughs> and uh, just just fell apart in the end, but you you learn from it and you, you pull yourselves back up and keep going. So sure, um, that's that's really where my focus has been for the last uh, few weeks. Here is just comedy writing and uh, perfecting and performing. Yeah, yeah, I uh, uh, I have my own thoughts about the, all the responsibility where that Elliot is concerned about <laughs> your uh, World Series, but but uh, we'll leave that for another time. Um, uh, yeah, I've been doing similar things, not stand-up. I, I kind of took a step back from stand-up just because um, it doesn't fit very well in the rest of my life right now. But um, I've been writing a lot. You know, you know, I've been writing, we're writing this uh, script together, writing sketches together. And, and, um, and, and uh, you know, we submitted that to Brent Forrester's uh, this last contest that he ran and got some didn't win it, but it got some really good. So it took an L, another L there, <laughs> but I, I think we got some really good notes uh, on it. And, and uh, I was very excited to see, like, um, I don't know, the, it was just very encouraging. I've got notes before that have been like nebulous or weird or like either they didn't pay attention or, or they didn't, you know, didn't give it a, maybe their full attention. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this felt very different. This felt like uh, if we make these changes, this could not only be a good script, which it was called. They're like, this is very funny and it's a good script. Like y'all, y'all hit every point that Brett talked about. Um, you know, uh, we have strong characters, strong dialogue. Uh, it's you know, there's surprises in it. Like there's all these. Like like we really you you and I and our small little group of writers uh, that wrote together over this last couple of months. Uh, we really stuck with that formula, and I think we got a really really good script out of it. And so I think that once. Once we make those changes um, that they talked about, I think we'll have something that's that's 
that's very appealing uh, and very like timely. I think it's it's a story that can be. Uh, it's actually kind of going on right now <laughs> in the real yeah. world. Uh, uh, the real version is a little sadder, but um, yeah. So anyway, so excited about that, man. Excited about improv back, opening back up. I've got a show tonight um, and teaching a little bit. So so you know, there's it's it's been schools and, and, and another big thing for us is school. I mean, I got three four kids going to three different schools. <laughs> And I drive wow. them every morning. I pick them up, you know. So um, I'm I'm the bus driver, and uh, you know I I'm the full time parent right now, mm-hmm. on top of working full time. So it's just there's a lot going on in my life, and and I tend to I don't know about you, man, but I tend to like really uh, I get to get pretty hard on myself. Like I'm not doing enough, but I'm always mm-hmm. exhausted or tired. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I really look back, or if I if I talk about what I'm doing, it's that's not even close to not quote unquote not doing enough you know so. right yeah <laughs> no I, I understand that completely i mean it's, life just is uh complex and there's so many things that contend for our attention and if we're looking through the lens of allyship it's really easy to tell yourself you're not doing enough and feel yeah. like there's so much more that you could be doing mm-hmm. um, but but a big part of allyship as we talk about on the show is also taking care of your yourself and uh, making sure those things are protected and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what we've been looking at the last few weeks um, is individualism mm-hmm. and what part does it play in our society and our culture and I I think the last few weeks have just been really eye-opening you know starting from the place of how individualism does not mean no partners and how vital partnership is in individualism and our own growth and uh, survival there and I I, I listened back to that episode and I just know that my life the number one need I have is the partner and Mm -hmm. my ability to show up to the podcast to show up Mm -hmm. to being an ally to show up in comedy all kind of revolves around having someone to lean on there yeah um and I think I just like that we kind of reflected on that because it's it's a challenge too of career chasing um, and you know sometimes I don't get to see my wife enough because I'm out mm-hmm. doing comedy uh, yeah. night after night uh, yeah. which can be uh, a weight on the relationship as well so it's just this give and take of, of where you are putting your time and attention and focus and really trying to balance and keep all the balls in the air as you're juggling it all. Yeah for sure man and I think that uh, you know I think it it takes those like you know you and I sat down a couple of uh, I guess last week and we're like okay so these are all the things we want to do what's important to us mm-hmm. what's important to the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what's important to our families like all those kind of things and we're like all right so we're gonna so that's kind of how we got here is that we we were able to like prioritize these are the things we're going to focus on we're going to try it out and keep keep going there and and always willing to be able to change it uh as needed and um yeah, these these last three episodes about individualism, uh, there's lots of things to talk about. I think one of the things is like how connected it is to really all of the systems in the United States. It's connected mm-hmm. to religion. It's connected to our not only politics but the like the but government. I think those are probably two different things. Yeah, can be. Yeah, uh, you know, just public discourse. Um, you know, personal achievement, like just, just everywhere. It's, it's in bookstores, it's in bookstores, it's in movies, you know, and, and I think that um, what we're, I don't know, what, what do you, what is your sense? Have you got to talking to any black people about the individualism? <laughs> oh man, that's a good question. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, not really, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the spaces that I'm in, my, my, um, 
brothers and sisters, we we are using individualism in senses of like, you know, going after our goals and our dreams and things like mm-hmm. that. But uh, it's it's yeah, it's a different it's just a different vibe. And yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I actually need to explicitly have that conversation because I am very curious now that you uh, bring up that question because yeah. we aren't talking about it in the same manner and I and I need to I need to bring it up. Well, what uh, one of the things I would like to get your thoughts on. One of the things I see a lot in um, at least in the the spaces that I am able to the black spaces that I'm uh, uh, you know around in um, through social media the ones that in, you've infiltrated. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, infiltrated. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the big things. Uh, that I see a lot is the spirit, it's kind of a spirit of entrepreneurship. So like the idea, like, uh, and this goes back to, I mean, um, this, this goes back to the very, very beginning of, of, uh, uh, of blacks in, in the U S like once, once their rights were restored, um, you know, uh, well, some of their rights were restored, uh, you know, there's a sense of, uh, strong, strong, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna make this happen. So you, you have things like, you know, Tulsa, uh, well, even this all, all the South Reconstruction, this it was just one success after the other, mm-hmm. and uh, but but then not a strong connection with the idea of individualism, right. which I find really interesting because to me entrepreneurship uh, is is a very Western um, individualistic idea. Uh, one of, even from like from you know my ancestral lands, like uh, uh, you know. I've got a, I've got a friend that's from Switzerland and he's talked about how, you know, he's a baker and you can't just be a baker in your family has to be bakers. And so there's like this, this sort of collectivism thing running through that, you know? Uh, um, and so that's why his dad came to the U S to be, to be, uh, to be a baker and, and to open his own shop and stuff like that. And I was just curious, I was just curious what your, what your view is on that idea of entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, but it almost, it's not with it's it's like using individualism, but doesn't name it and doesn't talk about it in those terms. Correct, right? Yeah. It's it's more of um, I mean, yeah, it's it's funny because the tones are all there. If you are a black entrepreneur, you are doing what's necessary to remove yourself from some of the systemic pressures. Mm. Hopefully, right? You you're, yeah. you're trying to build something outside of the system that can take care of you and your family and and yeah. uh, your generations. Even though technically it still requires so much of uh, you overcoming systemic pressures. Just as my dad's story is, yeah. you know, his entrepreneurship had less to do with uh, the product and more to do with the producer of the product and right. uh, and those challenges that are there. But in our culture, it it's well, the the struggle I'm having is because I'm hearing a, a lot of Thomas Jefferson when I'm thinking about the entrepreneur in the mm. black culture, because mm. it is that get your own farm, uh, take care of your own stuff to where you don't need the system. You are you have created your own thing. You're outside of it. Uh, so the irony is I see a lot of connections to um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, whose individualism is is pretty clear, uh, and he's a proponent of the Bill of Rights, and he's mm-hmm. probably he's a, a states rights kind of activist. So my, you know, go to a place that has the laws that you like, and those those states can do whatever they want. He's yeah. not uh, a fan of the large governmental structures, and and so there is a lot of that in the culture. But I I have to pause and say that individualism. Expressed the way we do in America is a privilege, and 
mm-hmm. it's typically a white privilege because if you look at the Haitians who are trying to make it to America on their own form of individualism, true, they're not citizens of America, right. but um, you know, being refugees and saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put my life on the line and travel these long miles to try and better myself and my family, and we're in a tough situation. Now, you could argue it's easier to do when there's thousands of people doing it. So then how how pioneering is it? Um, but uh, it's the same as our early ancestors of America, who yeah. the, eventually the floodgates were open and everyone was moving west. Uh, you don't play the Oregon Trail because there's only one family doing it. Um, yeah. So I, I've, I've noticed that a lot of times when we speak on individualism versus collectivism, it comes with this natural racist lens that I've even done naturally. Mm. Um, that I that I'm not intending to, right. uh, but it's just because definite chief aim and all these things are 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 not consistently connected with black culture and mm-hmm. uh, people with melanin. So I I know that entrepreneurship is a black thing, and I know that it's an individualistic yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's just weird, and there's a cognitive cognitive dissonance to relate the two. And this even takes me back, and we're planning on doing this a little bit more in the future of listening to some of our old episodes. But I was listening to our episode as we were discussing Nick Cannon and the foibles that he fell into. And so much of what I was hearing was this disconnectedness between black power being um, seen as racism when it's really black empowerment of on an individual level it's like i i need this as an individual to push forward and to persevere and so you come up with all these different ways and phrases and things to you know add individual love to your your melanin and your culture and and your character and from a um, american individual perspective those aren't that's not how it's supposed to be used right it's like you have to use individualism in the ways that it has been structured by european culture Mm -hmm. and so those same rules apply to me when i see individualism you know it's like oh Mm -hmm. you know uh, that white person is using individualism perfectly and i see a white person uh, a black person doing it and the natural thing is candace you can't sorry no, Larry Elder, I, I can't allow you to do it the way you're doing it, you know? Yeah. And so uh, that that's just something that I know I struggle with noticing. And so I just, you know, brought it up, I guess. No, oh, yeah. Well, and I, and I wondered too, so it got me thinking about, so our newest, you and I's newest like obsession on YouTube is Feek. Uh, 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 the Signifier? The Signifier, yeah, man. Um, if y'all haven't checked them out, we'll put a thing on a show. Uh, and we hopefully get him on here. I'd love to talk to him. But one of the things that he popped up recently was uh, a two-part series, and he's released one part about Kanye. And, I mean, that sto- the story of Kanye um, is such a blending of, to me, individualism and collectivism. Like, he was, he was making moves that were the best for him mm-hmm. and also had a profoundly, um, like, deep and I would, say, I would consider good connection with uh, the collective. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And and so so it's it's to me that's a, a blending of those two. And I know he's in the middle of stuff, and he's got you know there's things that we can go over, um, and and you know we can put some moral judgment on him like everybody else wants to put on him. Um, I I think that you know when he moved when um, specifically though when you're talking it reminded me of the move from and I can't remember the guy's name but he essentially had two roads and uh, Jay Z he could go with Jay Z. To mm-hmm. Rockefeller, or he could, he could, he Dame. could Dame, Dame, yeah, but, yeah, stay with the guy that helped him actually get, you know, um, 
to get where he was at the time, and he chose Jay Z because he knew that was like I mean, I, you know, he has a he has an eye for talent. He has an eye for he could see he can see the writing on the wall a lot of times um, and some things, and you know, and went with Jay Z. And and I think that you could see other people that he's careers he's elevated. It wasn't like a I don't think it was a betrayal, but it was like it could be seen that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and so, but I just think it's a it's a good example of like how individualism uh, can look and and impact both not only individual but their collective you know well it it sounds like to me it's all about data points and mm-hmm. and what lens you looking at individualism right because you can take that one moment with kanye and say this mm-hmm. is a sign of how individualism leads to betrayal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or you can look at the whole picture and show how this individual used this opportunity to rise up to then give good to others and and push forth whatever message yeah. that they put forth yeah. and I, I think that's important to to view especially as we're looking back and we're talking about you know we talked about christianity and how mm-hmm. you know individualism has kind of uh, infiltrated religion yeah. and caused some pain and suffering but it is also those individuals like martin luther king who use individualism and christianity to mm-hmm. change the, the country right yeah. so yeah. it is really important to look at those lenses and when we're looking at ourselves as hopeful allies and as hopeful activists mm-hmm. we don't have well, we do have the time. The question is, how do we contend with our own individual lives and yeah. the collective thing that we want to help progress uh, or progress? I don't know why I added the emphasis, the rapper in me. <laughs> um, and so looking at this, I, I have to then look at my own personal lens and say, you know what, Chris, right now you are being very selfish in your focus and you're, you are doing a lot of things be- that are going to help you. But in the greater scheme, this is going to allow you to help the collective. And that's Mm -hmm. technically what individualism pushes in the first place is as an individual. That's the fine print, right? (laughs) That's the fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fine print. As an individual, you're doing all these selfish things to one day be big enough like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates to where you can then take care of millions. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, I mean, it doesn't always do that, right? But when it does, you can't deny the impacts of it. So it's yeah. duality. Yeah, and another another pop culture reference uh, that really ties us in is the idea uh, or the show Little Dicky. Uh, mm. You know, um, and you know, there's this idea that he talks about, and people could say that it's egocentric or it's narcissistic, but. You know, he gives a speech at one point, maybe in both seasons. I think the sentiments all the way through it. But he's like, "Look, I'm. Uh, I had somebody come up to me and said that they didn't kill themselves because of my records, right? I've never had mm-hmm. that happen in any kind of giving donation. I've never had that happen in in my mm-hmm. individual relationships. And these people are constantly saying how much my music means to them. So I can. This is what I can do to help the most people in my life. And so my 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 sort of like stringent yeah, devotion to this. <laughs> To getting to being the world's greatest rapper is really where I can I can be the best version of myself and help the most people. And then, but but the show balances that with yes, okay. So say that's true, and your all your individual close relationships are 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 getting destroyed because mm-hmm. your narcissism. So what do you do? And I think it's um, I think it's a really good. I don't know, really good meditation in the midst of a whole bunch of dick jokes. Uh, yeah. But a really good meditation <laughs> about that. Like, And I think that I land on uh, they're both needed and they're both a tool, um, you know, 
that that we can use just like any other tool. It's it's they're they're agnostic, and you know you can build a house as easily as you can um, kill somebody with a hammer. Like that's that, that's that's kind of what I I, mm. how I think about individualism and collectivism. I think they both have they both need each other, and they both have tools. Uh, so maybe it's yin and yang. Maybe it's you know uh, there's some balance there, and I think that um, uh, we see that over and over that idea of, of balancing these two ideas. In, in healthy relationships, healthy societies, yeah. stuff like that. So allowing allowing the communal rules and the communal the communal um, uh, benefit that's important, mm-hmm. just as and 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 also at different times more important. Like during the pandemic, it's more important to me yeah. that we take care of everybody. But as things quiet down and as we get a control over the the pandemic, then maybe you know we got to push. To you know, get get businesses relaunched, get small business loans out to people. Um, you know, work on um, work on some of the other issues that are going on in the country, uh, things like that. Um, that we're not having this constant boiling over, but we're having a constant progress and constant change of uh, you know toward a toward a more just and equitable uh, society. You know. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it's important to uh, use. What I it's one of my favorite childhood jokes. Um, it's really dumb, but the the biggest picture is we've all been to amusement parks or large spaces where there's the big map, um, and it tells you where you are on the map and where yeah. you need to go from there. Yeah. Um, and this takes me back to one of my favorite shows as a kid, Rocket Power. There was this one, um, I guess, non-intelligent character, mm-hmm. and he's looking at this map, and it's like you are here, and he goes, "How do they know?" <laughs> like it, it's just it's just so funny to me uh so i play that joke all the time but you, looking at activism looking at individualism mm-hmm. looking at collectivism from this point all you need to know is where you are and use that to guide your steps because it's not going to be the same for everybody right. and if you are narcissist like uh dave bird is (laughs) then maybe the best thing you can do is just put everything you have into that so then you can give back um if you are someone that thinks more collectively then you are already taking care of a lot of people and when you can take little moments and retreats for yourself you know i i struggle with the the how many people can you really help thinking Mm. okay i've been a teacher where i have 200 300 students um a year and i I, I assume I'm helping majority of them. I've had, I've had really good relationships with students. Um, and so if I'm looking at the numbers, this, this comedy path is only helping me like right now where I'm at, right. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have big influence. So have I taken a step backwards in my collective good that mm. I've been putting out in the world? Yeah. Am I being driven by individualism and narcissism? And mm-hmm. is that a misstep? Cause talking with Chris Nye, the pastor, you know, that that is this this new focus that we have with self-actualization. And it's kind of a mutation because uh, looking inward, we are flawed. And I know that I have those gaps. And so should I be looking at what had the highest utility of help and good? And that was teaching. I've, I've And I still am a teacher, but I'm a tutor now. So I'm working one on one. So I have maybe 12 students instead of 200. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I struggle with that because the collective the negative about collectivism in the individualistic world is that collectivism is a prison. It is a, mm. it is a trap where you can't get out of it and it, it just holds you in. And this makes me think of, this is a weird stretch. I'm sorry, listeners, but this is just where my brain goes. Uh, my wife was watching a documentary on Britney Spears, who is in her conservatorship 
prison. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what's crazy about it is this conservatorship doesn't just have Britney. It also has Britney's fans. There are people that are fans of Britney that have given up their life to help Britney. <laughs> yeah. Which to me is absurd. Not not mm. to, like I love Britney Spears, but sure. But um, it's just wild for me to think people are devoting the same energy to helping Britney um, as the, what we need to be doing to like tear down and racism and things of that nature, right? Right. Um, but activism does create this whole world view that to truly be an activist, your whole world has to be in this thing. So if you are a Britney activist, your whole world revolves around Britney. Just as if you're a ending racism activist, your whole world revolves around racism. Right. And this collectiveness is can become that of a prison because that is your world. And for me, that is I've I've I fell into it before. And and the reason why I'm more individualistic now than I used to be is because I remember when I saw racism everywhere mm. and it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world because sure. my brain could make it anything. Again, I have a joke where, again, I'm a comedian, so I make these things funny. <laughs> but I was literally in my class and a spider ran through the class. And the kids freaked out so much so that I was like, yo, that spider feels like me. Like, yo, I've been that <laughs> yeah. spider, right? Yeah. And now they're all trying to kill the spider. It's like, bro, I have, mm. you need to run. I, I know what you're going through right now. Your heart rate's up, spider. You need an ally. Let me come through and help you. And it's, it's because I lived in a worldview that saw all these problems. And I couldn't escape it. And so I had to devote all my life to fighting it, right? Mm -hmm. Or work to change my worldview. And I, I struggle with activism because of that duality. It's just so mm -hmm. difficult to devote yourself to something without dying to it and giving all of you to it. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what, I guess, Jesus did and all the sure. martyrs. And sure. it's convoluted. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that their, their example, like, you know, you talk about, uh, we have, we have largely, we're largely a Christian country. And so that's kind of a, a mainstream example of that. But like when those folks really understood the collective and that we're all connected, that there is no longer June or Gentile, there's, there's no longer slave or free, uh, male or female. These are like really progressive ideas would be, and, 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 and those ideas are uh, lambasted this you know this this individualistic country like no no they're not you are definitely black you're definitely white you're definitely male mm -hmm. you're definitely you know all these things got to have our labels and and you know the people that acted in a way in which they understood that we all humanity is connected and we're all part of the we're all part of sort of one tribe uh they they got yeah they got ran down that did not work mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, because they they didn't they no longer bought into or did the did the things that the system allowed them to do they they, they did communal living they um, they were very they were they were they weren't like they evangelized but they also were secretive mm -hmm. <laughs> and didn't let people into like a lot of their their uh, rituals and things until they felt that they were safe enough you know that they wouldn't be turned in or something right like that. Um, and I think that. Um, uh, to me, that that has always been the ideal is to live that way, like live like that's the example set by the early church. And that's how it is. But what I don't think I took into account and what I, I kind of I had to work through with like my uh, reading of like indigenous people and stuff, too, is like that we myth myth mythologize history or like make them mm -hmm. more pure or better when, in fact, they were just regular people. Yeah. And that's 
making them regular size and realizing that like, um, you know, they're just because they did a certain thing doesn't mean it's the most, the, I don't know what, I, I don't have any other language other than right or correct or best or mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, and, and not, uh, but, but seeing like, so what if uh, it feels like that, you know, 300 years after the, the church got started and the state got involved and that, that kind of, it changed everything. Um, and uh, moving to moving to more of an individualistic mindset as we as the West expanded and moved into Americas, you know, over the over a thousand two thousand years, it's the same kind of thing. Like I I, I think what is needed now is a mixture of um, you know pursuing pursuing the things that uh, light us up, that give us joy, that really purpose stuff, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for each individual to. So that the collective benefits, and and I think that that we've we've swung uh, the pendulum has swung almost the other way. So especially, um, well, I don't know. There's some, I'll say the majority uh, voices that you hear in in like maybe religious speak in the West, things like that. It's about individual salvation and individual um, actualization. It's kind of stuff that Chris talked about. Like it's we've got to move it to where it's a it's a collection of both. It's 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 yes and not yes but. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if if we're getting into the psychology of the culture and things of that nature, which you talk about, it does seem like as we focus on ourselves, we talk about self-acceptance, but also self-indulgence. Mm -hmm. And we we err on the side of do what feels right versus um, look at the consequences of those actions mm. and it, it does seem like we are not focusing on consequences nearly as much as because we've gotten so self 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 and i think um one thing that makes religion powerful is the word sacrifice mm -hmm. and sacrifices can mean a lot of different things but i was even thinking about what my plan is you know i, I am a schemer so i'm already I'm, I'm i'm on my third child right now and i'm talking them through life like that's <laughs> that's the level of scheming i'm doing and for new listeners i have no kids okay <laughs> uh, but I, I was having this thought with myself and i was like okay so i'm going to introduce them to sacrifice early so that they understand like if they're walking through a store and they go I want that and it's like how much is this $90 dollars like, right, how many sacrifices is that for you mm -hmm. and then it's like okay so next tomorrow when we're doing something you want it that's one sacrifice and we're building up to this thing you know because wanting it now that that's easy yes you feel like you want it in this moment but we we have to be able to understand that there's more to it and when I think about our culture and how individual and self-acceptance it is, we are missing some of that. And so when I think of pursuing my passions and doing what I love, I think personally I have to understand what those negatives are. What is the consequences of these actions? What are the things we're losing out on? You know, me and my wife are very career focused. Should we have already started the family? Like there, mm. there are so many things that I think should at least be reflected on. Yeah. Whereas nowadays when you reflect on them, you are considered a bigot or you're considered uh, a slippery slope person. Yeah. Like it, yeah. you're automatically thrown into one of those two baskets. And, and that's disappointing for me because as an imperfect ally, the best part is your imperf your imperfections. 
and and speaking to those and being vulnerable and honest about those because that's what makes you human. I want to do good. I want to help, but I am selfish. I do have a family. I can't think of everybody um, because when you when you think of everyone, it gets overwhelming and we can't um, really function that way. So I, I just think it's important to reflect on those things as as I'm as I'm looking at our individual selves and our life's work and how that relates to being an ally and helping others. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I, you hear, you hear this on the show all the time, but if it's mentionable, it's manageable. If we can't talk about the things that, um, like you said, like if, if a young couple can't talk about, okay, so we're, we're both close to 30, are we behind? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, might, it might be a painful conversation, but, but, uh, if y'all sat there and mind, just mind read each other and didn't have the conversation, how, how much worse could it be? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's pushing the, it's, it's, uh, as Jordan Peterson, who, you know, people love him or hate him, <laughs> but he just talks about the dragon. And every time you don't can like the dragon was a baby dragon and you yeah. were like, I don't want to deal with it, but yeah. put it in the cave. And now with the day you address it, this dragon is full grown, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just because you chose not to fight it when it was a baby. And, um, I see that so much in our cultures. Like the fact that you're bringing this up is, is a, you are attacking me. You right. Know? <laughs> like the right. fact that we're having this conversation is an offense. Right. And, um, and that's, that's the discourse, right? That's the, that's the discourse that we see. So if you bring this, this either fact up or, um, or observation or experience up, then you're obviously promoting this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it, everything's loaded. Everything means, you know, a, a million different things. And I think what's happened is we're, we're mind reading. We're all, we're all just kind of mind reading. Uh, somebody with a Make America Great hat, we, we, you know, some people would automatically assume that they are, um, maybe they're fall right in line with how they think and how they, mm-hmm. how they act. And, and then, or maybe another person would think, oh, well, there's a, they, they have this belief and this belief and this belief. When in reality, like we're all different. Like we all have combinations of those things. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's going back to Kanye. Um, it's one of those things like, what do you do? You, what do you accept? Do you accept only the good? Do we, do we, do we accept all these great things that's produced? And then the things that are been, have been toxic or hard or difficult or abusive, do we, we just address them as, oh, well, then we dismiss the person and, and dismiss what they've done and things like that, uh, which can be, I mean, it makes sense. Some, some of that stuff makes sense. You know, if somebody's very dismissive to me, it's hard to be connected with them. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, you know, the lesson learned, or at least I'm trying to learn, is, is when Tyson talked about one of those guys that's just, <laughs> he's like, I think he needs me. He and hated not that, him. Not, yeah, hated him. And, but I think he needs me. I think he needs me to be around. And that's, that's the... That's to me. That's a really healthy way to look at sacrifice. Mm. I'm going to sacrifice a couple of hours on the phone with this guy. Maybe we can have coffee. Maybe we, uh, I don't know what what's needed. But it doesn't mean I sacrifice who I am. It doesn't mean I sacrifice my people. It doesn't mean I sacrifice my ideals or beliefs. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's uh, or or that I'm a martyr and like oh look woe is me like oh look at how much I've sacrificed. You know that kind of thing, which yeah. I'm dealing with personally right now <laughs> uh, in my personal relationships. But uh, yeah, man, I think it, I think it's both. I think it's both. And so I guess the, the question that's on my mind is, so what do we do with that? Mm. What do we do with that? Uh, my plan is to go after, you know, uh, in a, in a really like just persistent way after like my goals and ideals for, for individual success. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, prioritizing my personal relationships over my personal success. 
Mm. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like so, so there there will be times when that ebbs and flows. But my thinking is like, look, I I'm I have a I have a functional family. I have I have good connected friend relationships. I have good spiritual relationships. Uh, these are all things that are I can't put on a resume, and I can't. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did a bio. You know, we've done bios before. It's like, oh yeah, I was in a, I was in a comedy show. Like I was in a couple of sketches. I don't seem very successful uh, in the Western system. At the same time, like there's people around me that are better because I'm in their lives. Yeah, and that's not. Um, that's just because they've told me that. Mm, so man. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that's the combination. Is is that's how I don't know. That's how I see it. I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, I, I think the idea of coming up with a plan is my favorite thing in the world. So let, let, uh, <laughs> I think so my plan at the current moment of balancing the two worlds is uh, one, my individual pursuits. I want to harness the passion and love of my relationships mm -hmm. and make that part of my career pursuit mm -hmm. yeah. um, to where when I am giving my wife gifts and loving her, right? That can either be content or a tax write-off. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I want to mold the two. Um, you know, I want my activism to be also part of my career. I, mm -hmm. I, I, want, I want that balance to be in there. Um, I also love the idea of looking at those that might feel like they are opposed to me as they need me as much as I need them. Yeah. And if I'm getting... If I'm watching a Steve, Steve Crowder, Stephen Crowder is a comedian who's mm -hmm. uh, right wing um, uh, talking head at this point. And when I watch him going berserk, I go, he needs me. He needs mm. he needs me. So he feels good. good mm. Cool. Like, right. <laughs> if I get a hateful comment in the message, I go, I'm glad I was here for you. So you yeah. can feel better about yourself in your day. Right. If 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 Lil Dicky is telling people like, look, people listen to my stuff and they feel like they don't have to hurt themselves. I can go. People feel so much better than me and mm -hmm. they don't have to hurt themselves. That yeah. if that's what I'm here to do, I'm OK with that. Because um, it's, it's yeah. all about that lens. And I, I love that you brought up Tyson there because I love that you brought up Tyson there because it does feel like some people need what they need. And um, I can see that as my own little effort. Uh, and then. You brought up Kanye West, which brings me to the last thing that individualism says is the best way to do good. And it's with dollars. Mm. And if I love Kanye and I support Kanye, I yeah. buy Kanye. Right. And it's the same with if I want to be an activist and I love activism, but I don't I don't have the time. I don't I don't have the time to be out there on the front lines all the time. I don't want to risk my livelihood sometimes to yeah. be on the front lines. My dollars can head in that direction Absolutely. instead of giving Mickey D's all my money. Right. Yeah. I can I can put forth um, and and donate or uh, they call it what monetarily voting or buy like yeah. there are ways to um, make your money do the work for you yeah. and and that's okay too I, and I, I just I know I have a better chance of doing good that way because yeah. I just I have the need that I have to be here for my family and my future family mm -hmm. and I can't be the Martin Luther Kings I, I can't be the John Browns and, and be out there marching and be a martyr. So how else can I support and donating is it's an amazing way to do it. I think so too, man. And I think, I think it's important to find groups that um, give or benefit, uh, you know, the whole, right? So like if it's a soup kitchen, is it a soup kitchen that, uh, that, that provides 
food for everybody. I've, I've, I've had not necessarily a soup kitchen, but like I've been part of organizations where like, well, are they worthy? Do they really deserve it? Mm. You know, basic necessities. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't rock with them anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, The same with science. Like, is this science, is this science really for everybody or is, are we, I don't know. I don't know. Is it any, any group, any, any, um, you know, nonprofit or anything like that that's helping? Is it, is it for, um, is it for the benefit of everybody? Even if they're catering mm-hmm. to specific populations, like say maybe there's just a, a black charity or, or, a, or a female charity or things like that, that's fine. But is it, you know, is the goal to, is the goal to benefit everybody? And I think that's, that's how I, that's how we give, you know, um, and yeah, so I, that's, that's kind of one of the, I guess that's the, the main, um, so in my individualistic success and, and earn the money I earn, I give to the collective and I try to make sure it's, it goes, um, across, uh, political spectrums or, yeah. you know, like, do they feed, do they feed Republicans and Democrats? <laughs> yeah. Do they build houses for, uh, white and black people, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's, and I know that there are some that are, are in the journey to equity. I think that there are some that are like very specific, like this is, um, uh, so Afro outdoors is a, is one that, that, um, that I support and it's, um, it's for it's to get black people outdoors into like mm-hmm. into these you know these spaces that have been predominantly white because I think that's that is a benefit to the collective. It's a benefit to everybody. The more black people I have in my life, the better my life is. Like so, <laughs> so I know that's the same for nature. I know that's the same for mm. for these spaces. Uh, the same with the same with the the more that I have, just people that are different than me in my life. Uh, I think the aggregate is my life's better. So so mm. you know why not why not support. Diversity and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. And I think if our listeners are struggling with, am I doing enough? I think donations is something that you could definitely um, lean into. I, I see that the subscription model is the way to go. And I think there are probably tons of organizations that will allow you to donate monthly on mm-hmm. just a, a subscription. So as you pay for your Disney Plus account, you're also supporting an organization and finding yeah. those opportunities to just give where you don't even notice it, but you know you're doing it mm-hmm. um, can be very uh, beneficial and compounding. And that's, that's very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how those, that's, that's the lifeblood. So working for nonprofits for, I don't know, uh, seven, four, so 11 years being in the middle of uh, leadership on one for four like that, those donations, big donations are, are great. And they, that's, but that's a whole different, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, they, those big donations wouldn't work if there was not a base of just $20 doma- donations a month or $10 mm-hmm. donations a month. And, and, you know, and, you know, say you have an extra 15, uh, after you give us five for being on our Patreon, you know, like, <laughs> You know, you can spread that out. You can spread that out over, over different things, and it and people feel like, well, it's not enough. Um, at the same time, not giving is not getting you anywhere either. So you know what I mean? Like, so so find ways to give, and if you can't give your money, give you know, and, and you can give your time or resources or whatever. I mean, I, there's people that there's people out there that need what you have, uh, and not in the and they need from your abundance. So if you don't have an abundance of money, maybe you have an abundance of time, maybe you have an abundance of skill, maybe you have an abundance of of knowledge, whatever that is. Give from that place, you know, and and I think that I, I think that we've seen that work over and over again, and, and um, that's that to me is the the solution <laughs> to this problem is individual success paired with communal like uh, communal responsibility. Yeah, you know? yeah, and so. and I I I see that perfectly. There's always going to be someone that might say what you're doing is not enough. 
Sure. And that's when you reflect on your map and yeah. where you are, where you are. <laughs> in the park. Exactly. <laughs> where exactly. are you and where is your abundance? And that's where you give. And if someone says something, they'd be like, oh, that's because you're standing over there in the park. I'm right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And give how you can give. Uh, give where your abundance is and be confident and comfortable in your own individualism because you know you are also supporting the collective at the same time. And I think where my abundance is is with optimism and happiness. And so when you see me on stage, you will be getting all that from me. Yeah. And um, that's my little give back while <laughs> teaching. Teaching's dope too, but I, I think I have more abundance in, in, in the comedy arena. So that's mm-hmm. where, uh, thank you. You helped me. feel good about myself um and and now i can go forth on stages and be like i am giving back absolutely absolutely and that's the that's the thing is like that's part of my gift too is this 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 level of conversation talking about these things that are hard to talk about like i have that gift i don't know why uh it's more of compulsion than anything else but that's that's okay that's what you're going to see in my comedy that's that's you know that's what you're going to see in my day-to-day activities in this in the show. So, uh, man, that's good, man. Thank you. This is this has been good. This has been a good like little recap and just yeah. like where do we land? Because we've been we've been flying for a, a year and and <laughs> crazy. We needed to land a little bit and maybe recoup and and get our bearings. And I, I think that we have a we got a good map and we know where we are. Um, so we're just going to move forward, man. And, and, uh, we're excited to see where the show goes this next year, where the country goes this next year, where our careers go this next year. Uh, I think that, uh, we're going to be more and more surprised at, uh, how, I don't know, just how good things can be. Uh, so, um, yeah. So thank you all so much for supporting us, listening to us, just rocking with us this whole time and, and uh, appreciate you uh, supporting us on Patreon. If you can't support us on Patreon, please leave a review uh, on iTunes. It super helps. It gets people, it gets the algorithm to say, to notice the show. Uh, the show is hard to market because people don't understand what it is. And really it's open, vulnerable conversations about, about culture uh, and, and how do we, um, how do we navigate, navigate these things that seem insurmountable how do we navigate a divided country how do we navigate divided races how do we navigate uh old paradigms that are unscientific that were touted as science and now (laughs) now we're left with that 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 were that were lies but now have become true in some way or at least have consequences so you know that's that's what we do here and you can see if you listen through the last year of our shows you can see um through our guests, through each other, just how valuable and how edifying and empowering these kind of conversations are, man. I mean, they just, they build, they're building, they're, they're creative and they're building conversations, they're constructive conversations. And then we talk about, and we get called whatever names on YouTube. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. I, I think somebody called me a simp, which I was like, I've been called that since middle school. So that's cool. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, uh, they anyway. need you, Richie. Yeah. They yeah. Need they need, you. they need me. They need me for sure. And I need them. Uh, I need, I need to engage with, with people that I, that I, I have a hard time with. So I need to be on the phone as well. So definitely lessons learned all around. Uh, man. So yeah. Any final thoughts, Chris, on the show? And just, I, I just, you're supporting me. I'm supporting you. Yep, the yep. listeners are supporting us and we hope that what each episode somehow supports you in your life and your allyship and, uh, Let's just keep supporting the country. I think that this, this is how it happens. And so let's keep, keep having these difficult conversations. I'm just so thankful for everything that's happened in the last year. Um, our progress has been been uh, undeniable. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that. And yeah. listeners, y'all should be proud as well because there's none of this without you. So, because yeah, and y'all, some of y'all have been with us since day one. And I just, we love y'all and thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Well, peace. Peace. Yeah.